Blog Talk Radio. This is BC Radio Live with Philip and Eric. Live online at blogtalkradio.com slash bcradio. Hello, aloha. We are uh, decompressing from Blog World Expo this weekend. We are having a short show tonight. We are going to be speaking with Office Action Live on your brain, the mission manager. And back to that, we're going to make sure that we know uh, what's going to happen tonight. Today is Wednesday, September 24th, and this is our show. The chat room is now open. A lot of videos are not on YouTube. This is a great combine harvester. I'm going to try to get my show on camera off the map. I really want to display myself. I am Philip Wynn, button pusher for BC Radio Live and chief geek at BC Magazine, and I am joined tonight by Eric Olson and Lisa McKay. Eric is BC Magazine's founder and publisher, and Lisa is BC Magazine's executive editor. Hello to both of you. Good evening. Good evening. I was waiting for you, Lisa. I was being polite. Well, and there I went. (laughs) And there you were. So how are you both? Long time no see. Yeah. Yes, we all uh, all saw each other Sunday or Monday, depending, uh, depending on which of us we are. We uh, we spent, uh, this was the second annual Blog World Expo this last weekend. It was a Saturday and Sunday event. It was also, a, I guess, a pre-show event on Friday. And uh, this was our second year to be there. It was quite exciting. Very exciting. I think it was a, another real big success, especially when, uh, as I, you know, I talked to Sean live there on, uh, I guess that was the last one because it closed up at 3 on Sunday and, I was the final interview, so I, I had the advantage of some perspective. But you know, when you look at the numbers, it was something like thirty, forty percent. I didn't haven't seen the final numbers yet, but thirty, forty percent up in attendance from last year. And right. when you look at the state of the economy, I mean, that's pretty amazing. You know, um, sure. that 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 number of people chose to show up. And I think from our personal, our our selfish blog critics slash technorati perspective, I think it was a great success. Richard Jalachandra's keynote on Saturday morning was tremendously well uh, both attended and received, previewing the state of the blogosphere report that Philip's been working real hard on all week. And uh, it's been coming out each day this week, and encourage everyone to go check that out. And I, we did real well at the booth, and uh, had a real nice panel that I moderated on Sunday, and we had... Ian Halperin's film uh, that went very well was very well received uh, Saturday late afternoon early evening, so uh, I really think it was a great success both uh, overall and and for us specifically. And we uh, we specifically got a chance, of course, to meet up. This is kind of our annual chance to actually lay eyes on each other as uh, the folks who head blog critics, and also we got to meet up with some editors and writers. It was great to meet um, Dennis. Dennis. Uh, and Clayton and Matt Sussman. Oh, well, it's great to meet everybody else but Matt Sussman. Him, it was just okay to meet, I guess. <laughs> Gordon L. Bicho was there. Yeah, that's right. Our, our attorneys, <laughs> Justine and J.S., it was great to see them. So, yeah, we, we had a number of people. We didn't have quite the turnout last year, but again, there was lots of extenuating circumstances, and we, we weren't really able to plan a whole lot in advance because of the whole... Uh, 
Technorati uh, merger situation, which really wasn't announced till you know it's only still been a, a month, I guess. And yeah. so you know, it's uh, I think I think we, it went really well, and I've heard really great reports back from from our friends at Technorati um, that they had heard really good things, and and the people who were there was. Dave, Dave, and Max—they—they they all had a good time and and uh, ran around, met a lot of people. And in fact, I was just talking to Dave before um, getting on here, and he was very impressed. So I think I think it was uh, well worthwhile and really great, and 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 of course, always a lot of fun too. So we should put in a plug. I mean, everybody ought to uh, indeed, as Eric mentioned earlier, check out technorati.com. That's T-E-C-H-N-O-R-A-T-I.com. There is the state of the blogosphere report. A little bit of everything you ever needed to know but were afraid to ask about the blogosphere. Uh, five parts over five days. So we've got three parts up now and another part going live at around, uh, I think the schedule is uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time tomorrow. And um, and then, of course, everybody ought to begin planning already. Do you know when Blog World Expo is going to be next year? I, I think it's I October. It's October, yeah. And, uh, sort of splitting the difference between the first year was November, this year September. Trying to find that perfect that perfect window. Hey, do are we going to have Matthew McDonald? Because you know we we don't want to miss him twice. Right. Well, we had him uh, we had him on the line when the show first started up, but uh, he didn't respond when I called his name a few times, and he called in just a moment ago, and I unmuted him rather than leave him uh, confused about whether or not he would go on the air. Uh, Excellent. I'm glad he, to hear he that. He hung up anyway. So, so right now, in fact, we do not. We do not have oh, any. God Almighty, that's just too funny. Well, uh, Matthew, if you're listening, uh, I had to call back because uh, they couldn't hear me at the beginning of the show. So, um, I'm glad you called back, and uh, uh, <laughs> please call back again. You know, maybe he doesn't know where the URL is. Uh, I don't know, but this would be like, wasn't this the guy who called like two or three times and hung up and then just went away? Yep, that's that's the one. That's what I thought. The, uh, so, the irony is pretty thick. Let, let's remember that we're, we're here tonight to talk about a book entitled Your Brain, The Missing Manual. I, I yeah. make no statement other than Well, I think what we need to do is keep a, kind of an eagle eye on the uh, on the switchboard. And man, as soon as that comes through, we we just shut up, and we there put we we put him on right there and then. But uh, indeed, <laughs> you know, I I should tell you guys, and I'll be admitting this live on the air. I, I, I was planning on uh, engaging in a bit of deception. I was going to email some blog critics editors with a photo of my face, and, and explain that perhaps it was a result of an altercation with one of the editors at Blog World Expo. Uh, but in fact, I, uh, I I had a fight with some concrete uh, in my face. I, I uh, was horsing around with my daughter and, and basically fell off a curb face first into a parking lot last night. So uh, that hence the reason yeah. for the lack of a live video stream. This uh, this my face. Wow. Well, that doesn't sound <laughs> any fun at all. No, it's really not. Uh, it's really not. In fact, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dose up on a little bit more of the painkillers before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> so, so what's the extent of the damage, Philip? Uh, it's you know, there's just some some scrapes and some some bumps and things like that. That's that's all. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, 
stuff. Yeah, just just minor stuff. Everybody who sees me seems to be horrified. <laughs> Apparently, it's uh, it's bad. Um, but that's all I know. Are you avoiding mirrors? <laughs> uh, mostly, yeah. Actually, frankly, uh, pretty much, pretty much staying away from them. Haven't seen myself in a little while. Uh, well, like I'll it. tell you what that just proves. I was thinking about it last night. We were we were watching the uh, w- one of the very few shows we watch regularly is Supernatural, which is a fairly recent edition, maybe halfway through last season uh, on the on the CW, and so we kind of got hooked on that. It's really pretty good, I have to admit, and it's it's cool that we have uh, Alice Jester covering it so religiously, doing yes. such a good job. That was that was part of what influenced me, I I must say, in a positive way, um, and because uh, otherwise we just stumbled across it literally, and I, you know I would have just moved on from there. I think if if I hadn't uh, if I hadn't seen all of her positive input and just said, well, you know, hey, we can watch this for a little bit. Anyway, we we uh we did DBR the the um this year's premiere which ran last week so we were watching that and I was thinking as it's about two brothers and their encounters with the supernatural and I was thinking as I watched a demon and of course demons have superhuman power just pummel the hell out of one of the brothers in the face repeatedly over and over with his fists that, man, that would really leave a mark. And by the time, you know, he got up, uh, I mean, sure, you know, he was had a bloody nose and he had, uh, you know, he, he did have some damage. It's not like the old days, you know, like 50s and 60s TV where, where there'd be a little trickle of blood, you know, out of the right, corner right. of his mouth. I mean, this was slightly more realistic. But but I noticed continuity wise, you know, by by the next scene, which was this is all taking place in you know more or less real time, um, you know he he didn't have remotely what the damage would be if he had been beaten about the face, and I'm I'm talking like ten times he got punched to the face at close range, down on the ground uh, by a demon, uh, you know uh, he he would have been a absolute mess and the few times i've you know had problems involving my face whether by involving other people <laughs> or myself man it you're right i mean you look bad it's really really noticeable it doesn't take a whole lot to mess up your face it's right there it's very visible the the, the skin is thin i think relatively on your face you, it's very close to the bone you know so there's all kinds of things that can go wrong, and uh, and and your face really does seem to to show it. So I mean, I, I, it's not that I really want to see what he really would have looked like under those circumstances, because it would be <laughs> probably just kind of a bit too much. But you know, even in this day and age of of supposed, you know, relative realism uh, on TV and certainly in film, you know, compared to the old days in terms of damage and whatnot. Uh, you know, it's still it's still nowhere near reality. Although we have come a long way, I think, since Home Alone, right? <laughs> Indeed. Oh yeah. Paint, think, paint think, hand swung over a banister. Oh, that hurt. Let me keep going. A whole. Uh, 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 I don't. Know, what do you call a a collection of bricks? There's some word for it. Not me, not being particularly construction oriented. Anyway, you know, a bunch of bricks 
dropped from like three, four stories up, landing on your face. Yeah, that'd do yeah. something. Being electrocuted. Remember, the second one was even worse than the first one in terms of just pure sadistic <laughs> damage. And these guys just keep rebounding. So, uh, you know, I mean, part of the humor, or even probably a lot of the humor of that, was how exaggerated all of the all of the attacks were, all the damage was, and how relatively uh, little, you know, the damage was on them as a result, you know, I mean, it was, it was sort of a, it, it was a, 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 the wink of an eye, that was part of the humor on right. that. Yeah, we, we know that this couldn't really happen, but it's funny anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, things have changed, and, and there certainly is more realism, but I really was really reminded of that as I watched this, flinching, you know, with every blow. And of course, the sound is so good, you know. The, the audio quality is great, and we're watching it on HD. So, I mean, you're really seeing and hearing just a crunching sound. You know, I mean, there would be broken bones and everything. It, 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 I don't want to think about it. So, anyway, I'm sure you're not that bad, but uh, and I'm sure it'll go away relatively quickly. But, you know, oh, I'm God, sure it's fairly that. alarming as well. <laughs> yeah, people people keep giving me a funny look everywhere I go. And I've had to go a few different places, had a flat tire. For, for a guy who works out of my home office now, I sure have had to be out and about a lot. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think probably our Blog World Expo recap may be the, uh, the highlight and centerpiece of this show. I cannot believe that this guy has done it again. I mean, it sounds like there were technical issues, but... Nonetheless, uh, you know. But uh, let me ask you, Eric. Uh, now you could hear me before the show started asking yes. you. Okay. Yes. Then I that could. theoretically means that he could hear me explaining to please call back, and uh, we would get him on the air. Well, he did call back. He just didn't stick around very long. It sounds like he you know, did, it's, and it's I, absurd. I within about five seconds. So uh, I have a I have a feeling we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll act. To uh, remove all evidence of this show shortly after it posts, I think is the plan. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's okay to have a chat about Blog World. Um, you know, in the old days, that would have certainly been a, a reasonable topic for us. Oh, you know, sure. we, we, we chat for four hours about Blog World. I mean, it really you know, we 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 have become pretty um, jaded. I've noticed where if we don't have some some big names and if we don't have a bunch of people lined up, then, oh, you know, oh, ho, hum. Uh, you know, originally, I think the show was supposed to be us sort of talking about what's going on and what's going on with sure. blog critics and, and and bringing in some of our own writers and whatnot. We certainly got away from that. We tried to, uh, I think it was a good idea to set up a show where uh, where I would talk to writers perhaps during the day, afternoon, but... Far too many things came up in the interim. I, I hope we'll still be able to get back to that here, maybe in the sure. winter as things settle down. We, we, we've certainly had a lot, a lot of things come up. I, I just found out, I don't know if I told you guys, I, I found this out literally at, uh, in Vegas, because I was out early. Uh, uh, you know, I can't say it was at Blog World, but it was while I was in Vegas. So, in, in other words, about a week ago, um, that um, I got to go to L.A., on Friday, <laughs> for a family <laughs> gathering, Friday? huh? Uh, this Friday? 
This Friday. Yeah, I got to turn around. I will have been here three days. I will have been here three days. We got here late Monday night when you lose the time coming back. We had a midday flight. Got in late Monday. I didn't even see Lily because I didn't get up in the morning. <laughs> uh, and she, they were asleep. Uh, the kids were certainly asleep. I, well, we got in at midnight. We got home at midnight. So they're asleep. She's got school. Uh, I didn't see her in the morning. I didn't see her till till she got home from school yesterday, Tuesday. And okay. I, and I got to turn around and leave midday Friday. And I won't be back till till Monday night because it'll be a similar you know time frame. So it's this has just been a crazy crazy time. My son, my older son, is going um, uh, begins his journey. They're driving. He is on a grant uh, for the fall term to d- go uh, work on an archaeological dig uh, near the Grand Canyon. So that's pretty exciting. And he's leaving uh, Friday also, but they're driving. So they got to haul out uh, trailers and all this equipment and all this stuff. So he's been working feverishly. We saw him just briefly a little bit yesterday saying goodbye. We won't see him till till Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, fortunately, uh, Don and the younger kids can't come because there's just too much going on, and it's just too complicated. And, of course, Lily has school Friday and Monday she would have missed, and it's, it's probably too early in the year for her to miss two days. And, man, third grade is not all that easy anymore, I'm telling you. You see the work she's doing, it's pretty impressive. Anyway, Kristen, my oldest daughter, is coming out, so that will be fun. At least she'll be with me, and we'll be able to spend time together and keep each other company. So that'll be good. And I mean, it's it's a family gathering. All of that will be great. It's fine. It's it's. I'm sure once we're there, it'll be fun and and exciting. But the travel. I mean, my God, I haven't traveled this much in I don't know, probably ever, frankly. I mean, between the two trips to San Francisco. Another trip to L.A. This is all since May. May we were in L.A. Uh, again, kind of family, mostly family type stuff and friends. Um, well, it was a friend of mine's. We combined several things. It was a friend of mine's 20th uh, wedding anniversary, and they were having a big party, and I really wanted to go to that because I DJ'd the original wedding 20 years ago. And um, besides being attending as friends. And and then we were out twice to San Francisco for meeting with Technorati. Hush, hush. Shh, shh, now we can talk about it. And then, uh, you know, we just had Blog World in Vegas. And uh, now I'm turning around a few days later and uh, going back to L.A. So I, I don't think I've ever had that kind of dense travel in terms of number of trips in a relatively short period of time. I've had extended trips before when we went to we went to Barcelona for the um, 92 Olympics, that was really, really quite a trip. We were gone over five weeks, and we we toured Spain extensively and uh, France a little bit. And, you know, that, that was really a long trip, but, I mean, it was just one trip. So, anyway, lots of travel, and, I, you know, I don't know, maybe it's my age, maybe it's just I, my, I don't know, but... Flying is is not the thrill it once was. Part of it's, of course, the circumstances where you know it's they've really taken the fun out of it. Every seat's full. Yeah, they really have. There are no amenities. You know, 
somehow on the way back from from Las Vegas to Cleveland um, on Monday, we did somehow, some way, miraculously have an empty seat next to us. So it was the three, the seven thirty-seven, I guess, so three on each side. So we, between Don and I, we had the three, and we we definitely had some some extra room, and that really made a difference. It was so much more comfortable. You know, if you put up both armrests and you got two people in in a space for three, it, it it really is an awful lot more comfortable, and you can stretch your legs out and and all of that. So that was much much better than it might have been. And Continental, I, I, from what I've gathered, because I, I haven't flown that many other airlines for quite a while, but they do seem a little bit better. You know, they're based here in Cleveland, or, or they have a hub here, so it's almost always easier, better to take Continental from here. But, you know, um, they give you your first two bags free, which a lot of them don't now, I guess, um, at all. Don't give you any free. And they do give food. I mean, I I guess you can call it that. You don't have to pay for that. It's not, you know, terribly <laughs> impressive, but it is food nonetheless. And uh, I know, I, I guess it's supposedly it is a little better than, than some of the others. Well, it's probably better than U.S. Air, which is what uh, what I flew for the U.S. Airways. I guess it is for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't wasn't so impressed. No, I mean it's just it it when you're jammed in and you're paying for every little you know, I I'd rather just pay more for the ticket than than uh, a little more for the ticket than have all these. And two dollars for a bottle of water. Yeah, it's it's absurd. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. No, see, Continental is is still better in that I think they do realize it, it does make a difference, at least psychologically, even if your total ends up being the same, where where it's not, not everything is, you know, where they're not onesie-twosieing you to death and just adding everything. You know, it's a lot like Vegas, where you pay for everything, man. It's just absurd. Every little thing, nothing is free. You know, Internet costs money everywhere. And anywhere from a semi-reasonable amount to an absurd amount. Don had to go down, and and we really liked. We were at the Mandalay Bay for the first half of the week. We were there. We we liked it a lot. It was fun. It's a neat place. It looks really cool. It's a really neat environment. They have this just crazy cool beach, you know, outside where with a wave pool. So you really do kind of feel somewhat. If you like, kind of squint a little bit, you feel like you're <laughs> near the ocean. And it's uh, certainly hot enough. And, I mean, we we liked it. It was a overall very positive experience. But, I mean, you're just charged for everything. She she had to go down and fax something. She had to print something out from the Internet and then fax it. She was on – she was using their equipment a grand total of five minutes between the Internet to print it out and then the time to fax. It Can was 15 – Fifteen dollars for five minutes. Well, yeah, of course she probably could have used it at any point during the next twenty-four hours as well, but she didn't need it then. No, no, this was specific. We we were already oh, wow. paying fifteen a day each computer for internet in our room. This was in addition to that. This was to go down and use their business center. So I mean, how's this for weird? In the uh, in the Las Vegas airport, while you're waiting at the gate, free wireless internet the fastest internet connection I've ever seen. 20 megabits up, 20 megabits down. 
I felt like, I don't know, downloading hundreds of megabytes of stuff just because I could. Movies. Give me movies. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I didn't, but uh, I, uh, I thought about it. I was like, what can I, what can I download? I also saw someone there wearing a Church of Scientology staffer T-shirt, and I thought, if only Dawn were here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what she would have done about it, but uh, it would have been. I a, thought about like I thought about digging my uh, His Highness Hollywood DVD out of my luggage and, and dropping it on the floor in front of her or something, waving Ooh. it in front of of the. <laughs> yeah, I really like that movie. We you know, we were talking about it quite a bit, and it's. Uh, like like probably almost any independent film and 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 an even higher percentage perhaps of independent documentaries um and 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 an even higher higher percentage of independent documentaries where it's kind of centered around one guy you know one guy's kind of writer director star everything it it can use some editing still they've yeah. done he's done a fair amount i guess cuz Don saw the raw cut a few months ago uh, in New York, uh, but um, you know it, it could still use some editing, some tightening up. But gosh, you know, for the budget, I don't know what the budget was. But it couldn't have been much. Uh, the production values are high. It's very engaging. Uh, he's a really appealing guy in a low key way. You know, he's he's not uh, he's he doesn't come across as an egoist by any means. I don't think. And very likable and, and interesting, and and even relatively you know even-handed on how he deals with this unusual set of circumstances. But you know, I think I think all it could use is a little could use some help on the sound. The sound is a little muddy in places, and again, I'm sure that's not unusual either. Um, and, and part just, of that is that he probably didn't have a, a sound guy with a boom mic going around with him. Right, exactly. And he's doing interviews, live interviews. So, you know, they're not doing, they're not back in the studio doing voiceovers like they do in, you know, movie movies, Hollywood movies and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and, and it's just a little long, I think. You know, there's just some places where the energy wanes because otherwise it's, it's really great and there's some big laughs. And I, I think it also makes some really important points about, you know, what, what Hollywood is like, what people are like, what people are willing to go through and all that. What do you think, Lisa? I really enjoyed it, and I, I agree with I agree with uh, most of your criticisms. I, I think that um, it certainly makes me wonder why people are re- willing to put themselves through that kind of a meat grinder to right. maybe have a career. You know, I just it's just a, a a great a great example of how that industry can really just sort of eat up the unwary and spit them out before they even know what's happened. Well, look how bitter even people who are quite successful, or at least who are perceived as successful, look how bitter they are about it. Yeah, That's, yeah. You know, and, you, yeah. and you, you just have these thousands of people, like you say, who just get chewed up and spit out, who never even really get a whiff of it. Although I imagine in some ways it's worse to 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 be kind of stuck around – it's probably worse to make it into the fringes of it rather than not even get a taste. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I, I think the other the other piece of it too is that there's obviously an entire industry of made up of people who are solely in business to 
suck money out of people that they know will never have a career. Yep. Right. Yeah. You know, you're you're right. It is. They're it's preying. You know. I mean, I'm sure yeah. they can fool themselves into saying, "Hey, you know, that's not my job. My job is to to help people uh, be the best that they can be, to give them every opportunity." And you know, it, it's not my. You know, stranger things have happened. You know, I, as far as people making it, who who I wouldn't have necessarily predicted. So you know, who am I to turn those away who are determined? But you know, like like we've heard over and over and over, and and the movie really rams home again. You know, the percentages that do make it are so tiny, and and uh, it, it was ironic or interesting that that uh, Ian actually had some quote unquote success, although you know he didn't make it any money at all from it. You know, in other words, right. he got farther pretending to be an actor than the vast majority of actual actors get. And there's certainly some right. irony in that. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when a guy goes undercover uh, pretending to be gay Israeli royalty trying to make it in the acting business with the help of the Church of Scientology, uh, it, it's amazing that he makes it anywhere. <laughs> it's, it's absurd. Well, I guess it shows he's a good actor, even though he doesn't consider himself to be an actor, because... You know, he portrayed that role pretty convincingly over a quite extended period of time. Yeah, and I guess that's also also illustrative of how wacky Hollywood must be when he can tell a story like that over and over again, and not one person really looked at him and said, "Really?" You know, (laughs) and he went he went around went around telling people his name was His Highness. Yeah, I'm His Highness. It shows you the level of egoism there that that people who just take that at face value. Sure, you're you're, you're his highness. Why not? You know, you're wearing a green shirt and a gold, a green sparkly leprechaun shirt and a gold sparkly bow tie, and your name's his highness. Why not, man? Yeah, I, I did. I did ask Ian when we were on our way out of the screening if he still had the shirt, and he said absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for a sequel then. I'll tell you though, seriously, I I think um, with a little tightening up, just just to streamline it a bit, because I mean, something seemed a bit either either seems a bit drawn out or or sort of redundant, uh, kind of you know making the same point. I think you could take maybe you know 15, 20 minutes out would make a huge huge difference without without detracting from the storyline or the or the ambience or, or, you know, any of the points that are made. But I, I think with that done, and, and if anything could be done to uh, clarify the sound a bit, uh, is, you know, where it is, some, to me anyway, it seemed muddy in places. I mean, I, I don't see any reason at all why that could not be a very successful documentary, either and or theatrically or on one of the, you know, one of the movie networks or something like that. I can certainly see it making the festival circuit for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not going to be, you know, at the local cineplex all over America. Uh, But, yeah, I I could see it on a festival circuit or or maybe at, I don't know what they're called, but the little indie movie houses here in Dallas we've got the Angelica. uh, Art houses. Yeah, the, the art houses. There you go. I tell you, I came back from Blood World Expo. Here's another reason why people should go to Blood World Expo. 
I, I'm looking at a stack I haven't had a chance to sort of one, two, three, four, five, six DVDs, and that's after I left behind the uh, uh, the ones I wasn't interested in, as well as uh, we're talking first-run paperback and hardback books. Uh, I've got a copy of Old Man's War by John Scalzi. It's been on my list for a while. Got uh, hardback Little Brother by Cory Doctorow. Uh, that one actually is on my Amazon wish list, so I need to take it off now. And uh, a few other books, Nowhere Guitar Loud, Greatest Sci-Fi Movies Never Made, the Facebook book. Uh, somewhere around here, I have Indie Girl, which uh, we'd interviewed the authors of Indie Girl on this show a few months back, and I was quite interested in it at that point, uh, and for some reason never picked it up. But now I have a copy for my daughter. Oh, that's why it's not in my stack. I gave it to one of my daughters to read. So, yeah, the swag together a poetry slam. The swag does flow. Yep, but uh, that's a good reason for uh, for people to make plans to come to Blog World Expo next year. I looked it up; they haven't actually announced the date yet. But I, I heard, as you did, that uh, October was uh, probably the month for it. So that's something to keep on the list. Yeah, and, we we really uh, do want to thank our uh, our contributors because I, I I think there's no question we had the we had the most swag and the coolest swag, and that was donated all by people who companies we work with uh, who provide us with review material, PR companies, publishers, um, produce right. publishers. We had, we had, there were several items from uh, disinformation.com, for example. I'm a big fan of them. I've got several of their books, uh, You Are Being Lied To, You Are Still Being Lied To. There's a theme here among their books. They had a... Uh, McCain is Evil DVD um, and a number of other items there at the uh, the convention, and uh, I already have actually two very thick books by them that I that I bought uh, on my nightstand, so I didn't take any of their free ones. But uh, yeah, just just an amazing pile, an amazing collection of good stuff. Yeah, and, and I think we were smarter than last year, uh, just you know having done it, where we didn't have a enormous number of of any one title. We had a whole right. bunch of titles, and we had you know kind of 25 to 50 each, that kind of range, and that seemed to work out real well because the bags were then very varied. Um, you know, probably no, very few two bags were alike, and we were able to mix and match. And, yeah, we and, had people trading and digging through. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I really want the Wikipedia book. Can you find me a bag with Wikipedia in it? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, we made our way past 9:30. I, I think we might as well certainly hear the uh, might as well keep the show. I think we've had a sure. perfectly perfectly reasonable discussion, but heck, probably no reason to drag it out. Well, I, I'm pretty tired. I, I uh, still have not quite caught up on sleep from the uh, weekend in Las Vegas. I uh, ended up losing a tire on the freeway and having to get up for this uh, state of the blogosphere stuff. So I, I vote for, uh, for ending the show. And uh, in fact, uh, saying farewell to any listeners who might have and, and perhaps connecting with Donald as well. Thanks to Lisa and Eric for uh, hosting the show and chit-chatting. Uh, and also for uh, the great time we've had in Vegas. Uh, hi, I'm Philip Lane. This has been an abbreviated edition of DC Radio Live. 
We broadcast live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to visit us live, so participate in the chat room and watch the live video feed, which I did eventually turn on, and yes, I'm seeing advice in the chat room to put some ice on my face, which I shall do. <laughs> you do miss the live broadcast, which by now you probably have. Audio archives are available online, or you can subscribe to the podcast to have BC Radio Live delivered to you each week. And until next week, aloha.